Welcome to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Welcome to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast. I'm Adam Rubicek. With me, as always, is Aaron Fleming. Muy buenos dias, amigos. And Derek Swistak. Guten Abend. In Deutsch. Why not? Next week, but you've reached. Uh, so... We are talking about structured economic controversy. Last week, we talked a little bit about the value of conflict and, and where that falls in our study of social skills and our explicit teaching of the ways in which students should interact with each other. We thought this week we'd talk a little bit about what does that uh, look like in the classroom? So as we are having our students walk through a structured academic controversy, what are you actually having them do to prepare to get to that point of problem solving to get to that point of creative problem solving. We'll start with some of that, some of the looks like, and all right, Derek, we're going to talk about one of your favorite things, like what it might look like. It might actually look like some very defined physical movement throughout this whole process. And it's, it's from the very beginning to the very end. If we're going to have, let's just say we have a group of four and we're going to have two students research one side of an issue and, and the other two students research the other side. I think it's, it's a very important play. And this is, what again, what it would look like you know, after my partner and I have researched one side and the other two have researched their side. We're going to actually stand up and we're going to take it literally switch sides of the table. They're going to come over and sit on the other side of the table or they're going to come sit in my seat and my partner's seat. And we're going to go sit over there. So there really is some physical movement to this. And I'm going to turn it over to Derek at some point to talk about one of his favorite physical movements in uh, a structured academic controversy. But there's certainly going to be some, some movement. There will definitely be some shared resources if you think back to, you know, your, your types of interdependence, resource interdependence. Just one set of materials for students to pour through uh, to, to, to make sure that they're digging into their resources, leaning in and uh, getting down the most salient points of their side of the argument, but also the, the other side. Yeah, and I think the physical movement piece of the perspective taking is so important because uh, unlike maybe a traditional debate where one group researches one side of an issue, Another group researches the other side. When we do a structured economic controversy, the students need to be knowledgeable about both sides uh, of an argument or all aspects of an argument, I should say, because sometimes there's, there's multiple sides. And so having the students be prepared to talk about either a pro or a con or a yes or no aspect of an argument is so important. You know, depending on how deep you want to get with this, a lot of times I would, I would uh, come up with, with resources for them to use. So I didn't want to spend time talking about research and finding good articles and finding good materials, I would provide that for the students. But if we want to make this even bigger, having the students go out and find those articles and then sorting them, where do they fall along the issues and making sure that all students have access to the same materials, because ultimately they'll be required to argue one side or the other and then switch sides of the table and switch sides of the position. Yeah, I think the important thing to remember here is that are we trying to teach them the protocols or are we trying to teach them the content and and where does that fall like how much do you want them to do that and how and and, and realistically how long will that take 
um, if one of the goals of your classroom is to get them, you know, better at, at media literacy and recognizing articles and and doing all that, you you want to build that into the lesson. But if you know, if we're speaking strictly from a social psychology standpoint, we want them to practice as much and as often in these um, in these talks and see things from other perspectives. That's like our ultimate goal, um, especially like you know in the science or social science realm or even um, world language, I would think, realm, um, you would definitely want people to see things from different perspectives, probably, probably almost any, anywhere. Um, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's that balancing act of, of the time, um, the content, and then the skills, both the, the more SEL skill, and then, you know, maybe the more practiced, um, nuanced skill of uh, how, to, how to talk to each other about uh about this particular um area of expertise you know that that you want kids to engage in and Aaron, i know you've done a lot of thinking about sort of what is the teacher's role while the students are engaging on one side of the debate or the other when they're actually going through um that controversy what what are what should you be doing as the teacher while you're monitoring um the student debates well i don't think it changes right we, we have to continue to be <laughs> you know, it's, it's full on assessment mode. It's full on evaluation and feedback. It's, and especially in this environment where we're asking kids to do such complex things where maybe kids come in with some prior knowledge and, and they have some very strong opinions about an issue and you're going to ask them to dig in and find what is the, what's the, what's the strongest, you know, the strongest fact, the strongest reason why someone should believe in the opposing side, it takes such a great deal of maturity and a lot of social skills and a lot of communication. So, you know, as you make that purposeful walk through your classroom, it's, it's always about giving feedback on those social skills to say, hey, here's what I saw today. I heard, you know, these kinds of questions, um, things like, well, this is, this is the best point that I heard today. Uh, the most solid part of the opposing team's argument was, um, and then backing that up, you know, being able to, to, to paraphrase all of those social skills, we have to continue to give that feedback. And, um, you know, we, we, we talk about getting kids through, and I think Derek, you mentioned a little bit about the, you know, just the process because the, there are steps to this. There is a process in just making sure that kids are going through with with some fidelity to to see both sides and and to 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 follow along. It really takes us to be that guide on the side. One of the things that I think is a hallmark of this is being able to, just like we talk about doing like base group activities and being able to. Um, engage in this in a non-academic way at first and then trying to engage in it in an academic way you know i think about this in terms of being like a sports coach you would never just go out on the field and just start playing you would always warm up you would always take some practice strokes you'd practice some practice hits you'd take some practice shots whatever that might be and so in the structured economic controversy it's important to remember to to give them some practice some quick practice um in something that is innocuous you know uh, would you rather be, um, you know, uh, a hydrocarbon or a uh, salt? Yeah. And I mean, just finding, finding something simple, you know, would you rather be a letter or a number? You know, some, somebody's taking the side of, I'd rather be a letter. Somebody's taking the side of, I'd rather be a number. 
you know, and practicing through the structured economic controversy of, okay, we're going to talk it through as a group. We're going to, we're going to talk to each other and giving less time to be able to do that. And having kids warm up that way um, is a great way. I know Adam, Adam used these a lot in biology and um, had a lot of time that he did, but I'm sure you practiced with them quite often. Having um, those very quick check-ins of content related points of disagreement in which there were no right answers. And you said right there, would you rather be a salt or a hydrocarbon? Would you rather live in the electron cloud or in the nucleus? These are things that, that don't matter, but get students thinking about picking a side and then defending that side, but also, so importantly, that role reversal. But ultimately, at the end of this, we want to get to that point of, of creative problem solving. And I think one thing that I found very successful is having students commit their thoughts to a piece of paper. We, the members of the group, listing their names, have decided that here are the conditions in which we agree. Here's the conditions which we couldn't agree. Here's where we fall in the overall debate. And then the students sign their name to the piece of paper. So they are committing to a position, to a point where it's very easy sometimes to let us off the hook. Well, we did our debate and now we're done, but there are stakes here. Once we commit to that position, then is Derek's absolute favorite part of the whole activity. Well, I mean, you can't, you have to acknowledge, first of all, that you know a very limited part of this. And so we have to take, we have to state what we think as we jump over the chasm of the unknown together. So the chasm of the unknown is all of these stuff that we acknowledge, like, look, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. We've literally spent just a little bit of time. Some people spend their entire lifetimes studying this topic and still don't come to consensus on this. And so we are acknowledging that, look, we've come up with and we've tried to problem solve through this and we're going to jump together over the chasm of the unknown. The mess. I'm telling you, that's my favorite part. Whether or not you hold hands and jump over the chasm, it is so important to recognize that we just scratched the surface here, that there's always room for more investigation. There's always an article we didn't read. There's always research we didn't do. And you, you picture that picture right in there right now, aren't you? You're picturing the kids it's, holding it's, hands, jumping over the chasm. It's, it's almost a fjord they're jumping over. It's so deep. Uh, with that, let's, let's pause. And uh, uh, our third episode of the series I think what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about um, some of the structured academic, academic controversies that we've done in the classroom, get some brains working out there, but also to show you what kind of activities and what kind of debates would be, would be useful. Maybe our listeners can start writing in or tweeting at us and tell us uh, some of the things that they've tried in the classroom. But until next week, let's cooperate. Thank you for listening to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Please check out the show notes for all relevant links, including a link to our Twitter account and the Cooperative Learning Institute webpage. This podcast is copyrighted under the Creative Commons license, copyright 2021. Theme music, courtesy of Jimmy Ryan.